You're listening to Carry On Friends, the Caribbean American podcast, episode 84. Welcome to the Carry On Friends podcast, where you'll be inspired and empowered to do amazing things in your personal lives, career, business, and community with your host, Carrie Ann Reed Brown. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Carry On Friends, the Caribbean American podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Ann, and I am so excited that you are listening to this show. First, I wanted to say much big up and respect and manners to everyone who really, really gave us some really awesome feedback about episode 83. As we say in the Caribbean, that episode really touched a button for a lot of people because a lot of people could relate to what we were talking about. And there was some good dialogue and discussions about, you know, what it's like being Caribbean American in the workplace. Um, If you didn't listen to that episode, please go back and check out episode 83. I brought along two of my Caribbean American sisters, Alicia Simone of Rewind and Come Again and Deanna of This Chick. Um, district D-Y-S-C-H-I-C-K. And um, we were just talking about, you know, some of the stereotypes, microaggression, and a whole bunch of other stuff that we sometimes experience in the office. So if you didn't get a chance to listen to it, definitely worth checking out. As for the upcoming episode, the topic that um, I'll be discussing with a guest is personal and professional branding. And if you have any questions about personal and professional branding, definitely send me questions at carryonfriends.com forward slash ask Carrie. You can also send us an email. Hello at carryonfriends.com. We're on social media at carryonfriends. And also, if you have any questions or you need advice about what it's like being a Caribbean person in the office, definitely send me an email about that as well. Hello at carryonfriends.com. Or you could also ask questions about, you know, topics related to being a Caribbean American in the workplace. You want to get my feedback or the feedback of the ladies I had on the show or other people of what it's like being Caribbean American in the workplace. You could also use that link, the email, hello at carryonfriends.com or go to carryonfriends.com forward slash ask And of course, connect with us on social media at carryonfriends. All right. So this episode, I'm calling it Stick With It, Flex With It. It wasn't the original plans that I had for episode 84. I had a different topic, but this topic came up as an inspiration because of little things that happened in the last week or two that, you know, they kind of had a running theme. And I said, let me just share a little experience about, you know, sticking with it and flexing with it. And I'll explain what that means, right? And the reason why I kind of go with it, you know, I grew up with my grandmother and I talked about my grandmother a lot. And my grandmother always like this, you know, the spirit tell me to do something. The spirit always tell her to do something. And for Caribbean period, spirit means a lot. It just means like your gut feeling or, you know, in my grandmother's case, she probably meant the Holy Spirit. But, you know, Caribbean people use that term like it's a gut feeling or there's just something that, you know, urges you to kind of address a topic because you see it coming up over and over again. So I was having this conversation. So every week I have like a a phone call with my accountability buddy and, you know, she's my partner. We just talk about where we are, what we need to accomplish for the next week or maybe the month. And sometimes we reflect on some of the plans that we've had um, for our respective brands. And, you know, we had a recollection about what we've 
you know, our first meetup was in 2014. And we spent a good part of the day in the New York City, the main branch of the New York City Public Library. Just It was just talking about what we wanted or platforms to accomplish. And I got to a point where we was kind of looking back because, you know, in this process, you get very frustrated because you you want to reach somewhere, you want to get certain things done, and you feel like you're just not accomplishing things the way you want them to or as fast as you want them to. And for some reason, you go off track or you you're, you're do something else and you start scratching your head like, oh, you reach over here. So, so like just looking at that and recognizing that and well me realizing that you know from 2014 what we talked about doing we ha- haven't really completed that and honestly n- no one else still hasn't done it because talk the truth sometimes we 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 want to do something and we want to rush and do it because we don't want nobody else to do it we want to do it first right and that's why we rush under certain things so so that was a conversation and then one morning I was listening to TD Jake's podcast and I, I'm, I'm behind on a, a lot of episodes, you know? So I was listening to one that he called all in and he was really explaining about commitments and it, that's really what that episode was about a commitment. So he was like the difference between him and the piano guy at his church is because the piano guy had a commitment, you know, to, to continue so he could really be a good piano player and him say, you know, I can play the piano, but I just didn't want to commit all the way to it. You know, the guy is not necessarily more or especially gifted. It's just, he had more practice. He stuck with his plan on learning to play the piano and different instruments. And he just didn't. And then, um, another podcast, brethren, Stephen of Trailblazers podcast sends me a video that showed another podcaster, Tiff South, talking about, you know, she was telling a story about, you know, preparation and how much preparation you could need. And I said, well, this is kind of a running theme. It's like when these things happen, like there's a, a theme there. I, I take it as, I use it as inspiration to share because it really moved me as I was looking. I literally just had that conversation with my accountability buddy. And here I was having all of these other you know, signs that kind of was supporting, you know, what I'm going to talk about, what it means to stick with it and flex with it, right? But before I get into what it means to stick with it and flex with it, this being hashtag FinLitMonth, aka Financial Literacy Month, I wanted to introduce a finance and money resource segment that I'm calling Money Changer. And um, it's money changer because it's important that we change the way we manage money, save money, so we can change the way money works for us. So I'm excited to share this segment and I want you to check it out. Hello, Carry On Friends listeners. My name is Melissa Butta, founder of YourMoneyWorth.com. And today I'm bringing three money changer tips. The first one is leverage our Caribbean culture of saving and pooling resources. We call that susu or partner hand. We Caribbean Americans save at a higher rate than the national average, and we should use that practice of savings to build a financial buffer for ourselves. The second tip is to increase your financial knowledge about your net worth, which is the difference between what you own and what you owe. 
Knowing your net worth, you can use that as a guide when making decisions about borrowing. If a debt that you're considering taking on will have a large negative impact on your net worth, then you know that's not a debt that you should consider. The third money changer tip is opt into investing in tax advantage employer sponsored retirement plans when they're offered. And when you don't have access to a retirement plan at work, make sure to sign up for an individual retirement plan. A bonus tip is get your children involved in contributing to their own IRA when they work part-time during school or the summer break. I'm Melissa Butta of YourMoneyWorth.com and this has been Your Money Changer Tips exclusively on Carry On Friends. Now let's get back to the podcast. Thanks, Melissa, for those tips. Those are some good tips, don't it? Um, I especially like the partner and Susu tips Um, this is because this type of savings that a lot of people in the Caribbean and parts of Latin America do is, is not only good for paying debt and buying houses, it can be a source to save for business startup expenses or other business related costs that we don't have the cash out front. We're not going to get a loan for it. No investors are knocking at our door. So this is a good way to kind of save up the capital we might need. Or it could also be a means to save for career-related expenses like a certification, licenses, you know, a course or something that will use to enhance your career or your business. All right. So once again, that was our money, new money changer segment. And that came from Melissa of YourMoneyWorth.com. All right. So let's go into what it means to stick with it and flex with it. Right. So. Going back to the story of me and my accountability partner, I realized that I was letting other things distract me from a plan that I had set out for myself or a strategy that I had set out for myself, right? And there's this saying that plans are useless, but planning is indispensable. I'm par- paraphrasing, but typically what it what it is, right? And but what I also found that when you have a plan or strategy and you're looking at it and you realize, okay, this is my plan and strategy that I set in 2014. And here I am in 2015, 16, 17, 18, and it really isn't where I want it to be, right? Looking at that plan kind of can get depressing and frustrating because you're like, what am I doing wrong? I looked back and I said, but why did I go off tangent and do X? And why did I... L- let someone who, yes, they are more successful than I am, but we're in different lanes, right? Why would I let a 200 meter runner give me strategy on a hundred meter race? You know, cause it's, it, it's two different strategies for a race, but it's a different distance, you know? So that was the first thing that I recognized, right? We might all be in the same race, but we're going at different speeds where, you know, we're going different distances and it's important to consider the advice that you're taking from someone else. Even for me with a grain of salt, you have to apply the advice through the lenses, your own personal lens, right? Because there's just so many variables and that's important. There's so many variables that will allow someone else to be much more successful faster to just do something different. So that's important. Advice is good, but it's, it has to be within context of your particular situation. So that's the first thing. The second thing was being distracted or second guessing yourself based on what we see on social media. 
it happens to the best of us. Like sometimes you feel like you're not even trying, but really and truly you're like, I can't find enough hours in a day to do what I have to do. Especially if you are like me for a long time, it was just me doing a lot of work with carry on friends. Now there's a team in place to help, but for a long time it was just me. So it's almost felt like I never had enough time to do what I know I needed to do. And I was comparing myself to other people who who were already established, who were able to pay how many VAs and other people to help them to do their job. And that distracted me from my plan. So that's two. Um, And I know that social media and the highlight reels and all of that, we can all say that we shouldn't let it distract us. It will is what we do when we notice that it's distracting us or it causes us to be in our feelings. Like, you know, I'm barely on social media. So when I go on and I see something that like, I need to hurry up and do this. I have to kind of mm, take a chill. I I know who I can message and say, this is what's happening to me. And they can kind of reel me back in. And you need, if, if you don't have someone like that, I urge you to get someone like that. Because I, all I'm saying is that a lot of us, it's, it's not jealousy. It's just feeling that we we aren't good and we're, we're not doing what we need to do fast enough or well enough for ourselves. Right. It's, so we're comparing, we're not necessarily hating on that person, but we're comparing and judging ourselves harshly against someone else's um, work product or end product. Right. So for when those situations come up, it's really good to have someone that you could say, yo, me just feel like may I try, I'm a normal to work hard, but you know, I just, I went on social media and I saw this brand and that brand doing this. And I'm like, oh my God, what am I doing? I'm wasting time. All right. So the third thing, when it comes to your plan and a strategy, we should be always centered about around why we want to do this, right? And I shared this in uh, another podcast that I did. Someone was interviewing me and I, I gave the example of, Years ago, I wrote down that I wanted like an SUV for the family. And I was very descriptive about how much seats must in there, what the car can do, what the car can't do. And not only did I describe what I wanted this SUV to do, I, I kind of in my in my little in me writing down this goal, I experienced I wrote down why I wanted this, the feeling that I wanted to come of that. So the feeling of wanting that SUV is because I'm a mom now of three. I have nieces and nephews that are always by me. There are about three of them now, four. And, you know, we, I love spending time with them. I love when the kids are spending time with each other because that's who I grew up. I grew up around a lot of my cousins and I really want the kids to have that experience here in New York. And a lot of times you want to go somewhere and we had to make choices as to where we could go and couldn't go. A lot of times we were spending time at home because when you think about it, all of us couldn't fit in a car. So I felt like, wow, if we had an SUV, it could fit a lot of us. And then when, when I had the kids by myself and my husband was at work and I needed to go to the supermarket, I couldn't carry all those kids, you know, because I would, if I carried my son at the time who was a baby, I'd need to pack the 
stroller. The, st- the stroller would take up all of the space, not the trunk. I couldn't put none of the stuff that I bought at the store in the trunk. So those are reasons why. And, you know, like listening to the kids giggling and laughing while we're in the car, it's really a good feeling. So those, that was the real reason why. And then being specific about, you know, what features I wanted to have was like the second thing. So when you're making a plan or creating a strategy, it's important to kind of say, other than I want a business that go make wallipa money, I want to be recognized. What is that? What is the ultimate goal of that? You know, if it's, I really, I really want to, so, so then it's like, I really want to be successful in this business or my career because then, you know, I can have, um, it could result in a better financial situation for me. And with more money, I could have more vacation with my family or I could pay for my kids school. I could pay for my, my parents, you know, I could help my parents. Like you, you kind of have to keep asking yourself why, you know, asking yourself why five times to get to the real reason, because then when I look at my plan and if I'm disappointed that this plan is not executing fast enough, I have to check as, all right, I'm not where I am yet, but how is this, how is this working towards the ultimate reason? Am I able to help my family somewhat? Maybe not all the way I wanted to. Is my career growing, you know, at a small pace, but not the way I want to, but it's kind of getting there. You kind of have to, you know, do milestone checks. Don't, you know, throw everything out because you haven't gotten to that end goal yet. Right. And so that's the important thing about sticking with your strategy. Now, when you stick with your strategy and plan, you still have to be what I call flexible with it. So in that story about the SUV, I loved the Toyota Highlander at the time. This was years ago. And I, that was what I wrote down on my gold sheet that I wanted a Toyota Highlander. I wanted the color to be black and I wanted this and I wanted that. I didn't end up with a Toyota Highlander. I ended up with a white SUV. That's a Mazda. And I'm okay with that because that white Mazda does exactly what I wanted the Toyota, black Toyota Highlander to do. So having, and the only way that I was able to, to kind of be okay with the Mazda, cause I'm not going to lie when my husband showed the camera, I said, why I care white, you know, cause in my head as a mother, I'm like, oh my God, it going to look dirty, extra dirty. Cause white can't hide dirt. And all these things until I remembered, what's the reason why you wanted a car? It, 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 it has the space you need, the third row seats. It has the space in the back. It has all of that. You know, my son loved the car. He's like, oh my God, we got a new car. And the kids loved it. They all loved it. They all want to sit in the third row. And, you know, that reminded me of the real reason why I put out this plan or this goal or the strategy in the first place, right? Now, how you get to that end point is where it gets tricky. And that's how we fall off track, right? It's the steps in between. It's saving, making sure that you clear up this bill before you take on, you know, however, whether you're leasing it or you're buying it outright, all the things you need to do to prepare to get to that point. It's key. And when you make a plan or a strategy, you're doing it at a point in time. And that point in time is based on information you have at that specific time. Perfect example. I'm making this decision. um, Let's say I made this plan 
March of 2017, right? Um, or let's move it closer. Let's say I made this plan September of 2017, right? And my goal was to buy it by April of this year, right? My plan could have been going pretty smoothly, but they recently passed this huge tax bill. And let's just say I was saying like, you know, when I file my tax returns, if I get any extra money, I would put towards it or blah, blah, blah. Depending on your situation, the tax plan that just came out could have affected my strategy, but I have to be flexible. Now, I'm not going to say, oh, forget it, I'm buy the car. I have to be flexible in how I'm going to still make my goal. So I'm still sticking with my plan, but I'm being flexible in how I execute that plan because I made a plan based on old information. And as I get new information, I have to keep updating or making substitutions or being flexible with the steps that I'm going to take to execute the plan. But at the end of the day, I want you to stick with it because a plan, and, and I'm seeing this on myself right now. I just said it, 2014, me and my, my sister, we, we sat in that library and we had all of these ideas about what we wanted to do. And here I am four years later and that's happening and that's happening. Some of the things are starting to happen. One, because as of last year, I said, I'm sticking to this. It may not go the way I want to, but I'm sticking with this. We are always tempted to try something different and not sticking with the original idea that we had because we think it's not working fast enough. We're not, we're not getting the results fast enough. It's just not fast enough. And the piano story that Doc, um, T.D. Jakes mentioned in his um, podcast and the story that I had with my accountability partner, the video that Steven sent me with Tiff Sal, they basically was like, you can do a lot of preparation, a lot of planning, but like you have to be flexible. You have to, you know, in the me in the in Tiff Sal's example, you know, maybe you have to substitute a, a, a ingredient. Maybe there's just so many things, but. If you come to a point where you have to make an adjustment or a deviation from your plan, it's okay. It doesn't mean you have to ditch the entire plan altogether. And it really just means that committing, going all in and committing to that plan. But keep in mind that they're going to be, there's going to be moments when you're going to have to make substitutions. You're going to have to make tweaks. You're going to have to just make adjustments. And making the adjustments is none of that is a bad thing. The important thing is sticking with it because if we don't stick with it, it's going to take us much longer to reach that goal. The book, The Alchemist, was so good. It said it's when we commit to doing something, it feels like that's when the universe starts testing us and trying us. Because according to the book, it's the, the universe is trying to see if we're really committed to doing this and we're just saying it just to say it, or it's just like, we're, we're not all the way committed. So that's, that's, that's part of the reason why I'm recording this episode. I want to encourage you to stick with your plan or strategy. If you've decided that this was a strategy or a plan worth pursuing in the first place, I encourage you to stick with it for as long as you can. You have to give things like at least six months to a year to really commit to doing something. You know, changing plans too often 
it's it's never really a good idea. If you look at a lot of companies, they have a plan and they break it down into quarterly goals, right? They break them down smaller for accomplishments. Sometimes they have bigger plans. So it, it just make they, they just make them a little bit more easier to work towards the bigger goals. But with all the plans they have, they are flexible with it. Of course, businesses, they fail some idea that they had failed, some plan that they had failed, but they don't throw it out all away. They're like, okay, this is the goal that we have. We're trying to make one point this million dollars every quarter or this point this million dollars or we're trying to get into this market. They just don't give up. They just figure out, okay, we got to go back to the drawing board, see what the plan is and say, okay, where can we make adjustments? And that's what I want to encourage you to do out of my own experiences. I've been told that I shouldn't focus on the Caribbean American audience. And I knew in my gut, this is what I wanted to do because this content is not just for the audience. It's also for me because I'm part of the audience. Right. And you know, the, the, those advice, you know, they weren't malicious. They weren't maliciously given to me. It was just that, that person, you know, people were giving me advice from their lenses and I knew my gut told me what I needed to focus on. And I said, I'm sticking with this and I have to stick with this and stick it out for the long haul. I had to give it a fear on a shot the way that I know I should without saying, okay, then do this and go over here and try this. And, and, and the minute I stuck to this plan, um, without any distractions, that's when I started things, see things like happening slowly, but surely there's some consistency. There's a team being built to help me create some of the content that I know that you need. And that doesn't, and, and I, I recognize that I couldn't get to that point because I was just too distracted being pulled in too many different directions to focus on what I was doing, what wasn't working, what I needed to do to adjust. And I want to encourage you to do the same for whether it's your career or whether it is for your business. Look at the plans, right? Look at the real reason why you want to accomplish this. You know, I, I want to be an executive, but why do you want to be executive? I want to be an executive because it's going to give me, you know, a, a level of visibility and clout. Why do you need that level of visibility of clout? And then you keep asking that question five times. I, I, I don't remember who said it, but you have to ask why five times to get to the real reason of why. And it's that real reason that will drive you to complete this goal and look at, well, if I don't get to the being an executive, will me being a manager a manager, will that still get me the level of visibility that I want that will result in, you know, Y2, that will result in Y3 and four and five. You know, it may not always look like what we want it to be, but is it giving us the results that we intended it to be, right? And that is the key. So, all right, enough rambling for this episode. That's all I have. I hope this was valuable. Remember, to send your questions to carryonfriends.com forward slash ask Carrie, or you could send an email hello at carryonfriends.com. And as I say at the end of the show, walk good. Oh, if you if this is the first time you're listening, walk good is essentially a Jamaican old. I say old time because a lot of people now don't say it, but it was part of my grandmother's generation. You know where you say walk good is just be safe, and it's like be safe and be well until the next time I talk to you again. All right. 
So, walk good. Okay, friends, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Carry On Friends podcast. For a recap of this episode and other great articles, please visit the blog at www.carryonfriends.com. That's C A R R Y O N F R I E N D S dot com. You've been listening to Carry On Friends, a show about the Caribbean American experience. Produced by Breadfruit Media. We post a new episode every two weeks on Tuesday. And if you're looking to learn more, buy our merch, or sign up for a newsletter, check out carryonfriends.com. Or find us on all social media platforms at Carry On Friends.